I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of the How To Do Marketing Academy, as well as small business marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's my mission to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally-based small business in Australia. Why? Because I know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. Hello there and welcome back to the How To Do Marketing Show. It's still January, it's still the beginning of a brand new year, 2022. So once again, I'm going to assume that if you're back from holidays and sitting at your desk, you might be starting to think about what you are planning to do with your small business this year. Um, which is a very good thought to have. I'm actually recording this episode with a gin and tonic in hand. It is officially five o'clock. And this is the first time I've actually recorded an episode with a gin and tonic in hand. Usually I'm doing this early in the morning. So let's hope that I don't uh, stumble over my words or give you too much of a rant. Um, Because in this episode, we have so much to get through. Um, at the end of last year, I was doing a, like just reflecting a reconciliation, if you like, of all of the work that um, that we did over the course of the year. Um, so I was kind of looking at all the different marketing plans. And because we work with such a diverse range of businesses, this is in the Dragonfly marketing business, um, we actually end up doing quite a variety of of different marketing plans and they're all very different obviously they all use the marketing fundamentals which don't change um, but a lot of the strategies and a lot of the tactics obviously um, the content the ideas the campaigns and therefore the measurements are generally quite different So I was kind of looking through all of the different plans that we worked on, but also just reflecting on all of the retainer clients that we work for. So we basically act as the outsourced marketing department for a whole bunch of small businesses as well in the Dragonfly marketing business. Um, And then in the How to Do Marketing Academy, obviously I've worked with several small businesses teaching them how to put their marketing strategy in place and their marketing implementation um, and how to measure. So I was kind of looking at all the different things we'd achieved there as well. And I kind of realised that there was just... So, I mean, this would happen every year. I guess this is just the first time I'd kind of looked back and reflected um, and really kind of focused on the work that we achieved in that past 12 months. And I just realised just how much there is um, in all of the work that we do. So I just started kind of writing down all of the things that I guess that we focus on to make sure that we can create high impact marketing on a small budget. Um, and I just like started writing the list and start, you know, there was 10, then 15, then 20 things. I was like, oh my goodness, there's quite a bit. 
Um, and then I thought I might put a list together for everybody um, and use it as a, a download as one of my lead magnets for the How to Do Marketing Academy and um, ended up putting together a list of 50 um, quite easily, actually. So this list of 50 things, it's it's different things that we do and, and I guess how, like how we approach our strategy how we approach implementation and um, our measurement as well. So it's not necessarily in any order, although I think I did actually try to put it in some sort of order in terms of strategic thinking, implementation, and then measurement. Um, but these are all the different things that we have covered off with our clients to make sure that their marketing generates that return and works for their business. So I'm going to, to read them all out. Now, there is... 50 things. So this is a lot. Um, I suggest if you kind of listen to this and think, oh, that sounds really good, actually, or that sounds like something that we should do. And there's several of those things that you should do. Um, I've actually put the link to the download for this in the show notes. So please do go and download the um, the list because that will be really helpful, I think, as a resource for you to have, um, you know, when you are doing your planning for, for 2022 for your marketing, this could be almost like a bit of a checklist that you can go through and go, right, have we done that? Okay, have we done that? You know, is this something we need to do, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so without further ado, I'll kick off because 50 things is a lot to get through. Okay, number one. Focus your efforts by setting one or two key business priorities for your business to achieve over a 12-month period. It's really tempting to list all the things that you want to achieve as a business, um, and you can list all the things because sometimes that can be really energising and get that information out of your head onto paper. But just decide which one or two is the key priority for this year. Because if you're trying to get 20 different things done this year, what you might find is that you actually end up not getting any of those done properly because it's too many to, to focus on. I mean, our prerogative, the way we kind of look at it, is just focus on one thing and do that well. Um, okay, number two. Drive specific outcomes by ensuring that any marketing goals that you set all tie into your overarching business priorities. So if, you're, if you've decided on that one business priority, and let's just make this really easy, let's say that that is to increase your revenue for the year and you've decided to increase your revenue by 10%. Make sure that your marketing goals that you set for the year are all about how do we increase our revenue by 10%. There's going to be other things in your business that you can probably do to increase your, your revenue by 10% as well. But in terms of your marketing, when you're writing down marketing goals, think about, well, what's actually going to help me achieve my business objective to, to increase revenue by 10%. So you can focus on that. Number three, set realistic marketing goals for you to achieve each month quarter and year and set up accountabilities for these to be met. So accountability is infinitely more successful if you have a person or a group of people keeping you accountable. 
So in the uh, How to Do Marketing Academy Mastermind, we actually have a um, monthly accountability session. We did this last year as well. And this, the businesses that really succeeded in that mastermind were the ones that turned up to those accountability sessions every single month, whether they'd done the work or not, but they were able to kind of understand and see the difference between um, because they brought their measurements to those accountability se sessions. Just see the difference that um, when you actually show up and do the work, how much difference that actually makes. And all of the members who did well because they, they felt compelled to make sure that they did the work to turn up to those accountability sessions, they are the ones that achieved results. They are the ones that grew their, their businesses by 30% and more. Okay, number four, optimize your chances for marketing success by reviewing your product, place, price, and promotion. So these are the four Ps of marketing, um, and they really should be reviewed in line with one another. So just ask yourself, does your price positioning generate profitable returns, but also reflect your brand positioning? Have you made it easy for customers to access your product or service? And that's what we call place. How is your product solving your customer's problem? And then does the promotion that you have in place consider and communicate about your product price and the place that you sell from? So product consideration um, might involve thinking about are there additional products that we can introduce to service our market to increase, let's say the objective is to increase revenue. Um, are there some additional products that we can um, bring into the mix so that we can increase that revenue? Um, number five, get to know your customer as well as you know your best friend. And the best way to do that, of course, is to ask them lots of questions, which is, of course, customer research. I have published a few episodes um, on customer research. So if this is something, if you feel like you really don't know your customer well, um, just sh um, shoot through the previous episodes of the How to Do Marketing show um, and look for any episodes around customer research or asking your um, target audience questions so that you can have a better understanding of, of what you need to do there. Number six, don't ever assume that your customer thinks the same way that you do. You know your business and product like the back of your hand. Your obvious is not their obvious. That's a really, really important one. There's a lot of small business owners who consider um, or make decisions based on what they think um, and not necessarily put themselves in the shoes of their customers and, and try and think about what they might think. Number seven, to increase the number of people seeing your social media content each week, be sure to post when your community are online. We notice a massive difference in reach between the content that has been posted at dud times of day versus the content that has been posted at peak user times. This is definitely the case with Instagram. And I've noticed um, just over the summer holidays that Facebook's made that quite easy. If you um, create your posts in um, Facebook Creator Studio, 
when you actually go to go and um, schedule it, there's a little button next to it now saying optimal times, and it will actually bring up the days and the times, both for your Instagram and your Facebook account. So it doesn't bring it, if you're posting daily, it doesn't do it for every single day. It actually brings up the three most um, popular times and days for both Instagram and Facebook. And it's always different, or it certainly is with mine. So you'd be mad not to pay attention to that, given it's made so easy. Number eight, differentiate your business by communicating your brand positioning. Who are you perfect for? How do you solve their problem? And how are you different from your competition? If you communicate that really clearly, you make it really, really easy for your customer to choose you. Number nine, increase your commitment levels to marketing by approaching it with the right mindset. If you have any existing limiting beliefs about marketing, for example, I can't afford to do marketing, I'm not creative, marketing doesn't work, it's time to drop them and to create new mindsets that will serve and inspire you. Number 10, differentiate your business brand by building your personal brand. People love to do business with people. Okay, number 11, ensure marketing effectiveness by creating a marketing ecosystem that includes activity that will help people to become aware of you, to engage with you and buy from you. But definitely don't stop there. Plan how your marketing will encourage repeat sales and how you will help your community to spread the word about you. Number 12, help more people get to know, like, and trust you by publishing your marketing content persistently and consistently. I'm going to go back to my academy clients, um, the ones who had the best impact um, and the best results were the ones that posted or published content consistently and persistently. Now, I am talking about social media mostly here, but it could also be email. Um, and it can also be things like radio or print or TV. This is a conversation I had a lot last year because there was a lot of small businesses that were looking for solutions outside of social media or, or well, we kind of recommended solutions that were outside of social media because they made sense in the regional areas that they were in. And um, a lot of small businesses, when they decide sometimes to invest in radio or TV or, or print, they kind of do one ad and place a lot of expectations on that one ad. Um, and then might be disappointed because it doesn't yield any results. Well, it won't if you just turn up once and expect immediate results. Um, you do need to have a persistent and consistent presence um, on all in all of your channels in order for people to become familiar with your brand. So um, really try and avoid flash in the pan marketing campaigns and think about how you can over the course of 12 months, if you've got limited budget, well, how many times can I kind of turn up in the radio? Can I do like four weeks in January and then another four weeks in, you know, March or April? Or can can we do kind of a couple of key times per year um, just to make sure that people have the, enough touch points basically with your business? Or... Um, if you are showing up in the sometimes more expensive mediums, um, what else are you doing online 
um, to make to, to increase the frequency of touch points and then maybe increase the the effectiveness of those other mediums. Okay, number 13, stand out in busy social media news feeds by creating thumb stopping visuals. And I'm talking about graphic design and photography there. So no boring, ugly images, um, make your images stand out. Number 14, increase your visibility by identifying potential marketing partnerships. Look for collaborative opportunities with like-minded businesses that complement your business not compete with it. This is a really, really effective marketing tactic um, and it's a super duper low cost way to increase your visibility, the visibility of your brand. So maybe start thinking about some of the organisations that your target audience also um, frequents or buys from or is subscribed to, to their email um, or maybe follows them on social media and look for opportunities to perhaps collaborate. Of course, you're looking for a win-win situation there um, because if you're just going to show up and use their network, then you're probably going to have to pay for that. But if you can come to the party with something and they can come to the party with something, you can probably come up with a pretty good um, solution. Number 15, drive more conversions by writing clear, concise and customer-centric copy that considers your reader's perspective. So when you're writing your copy, don't be thinking about, I've got to sell this, I want to make more money, I need to push more product. Think about why your customer, what your customer would read to make them feel like your product or service needs to be in their, in their life. Now, if, if copywriting is not something that you do particularly well or not something that you feel confident with, um, maybe that's something that you could outsource um, and invest in because the copy, you know, there's no point in spending money um, advertising um, or, you know, spending a whole bunch of time writing um, social media copy for, for your ads or, or email if the copy's just not right. Um, so perhaps that is an area that you can outsource this year. Number 16, protect your brand by partnering with people and organisations that align with your values and aspirations and who are as equally determined as you to create your best work. Um, and what I mean by that is like, say, for example, with Dragonfly Marketing or the How to Do Marketing Academy, we partner with a lot of people um, to both help our clients, but also, you know, we, I guess, procure a lot of services. So when we partner with a website developer or a copywriter or a graphic designer, we want to make sure that they're on the same page as us in terms of producing quality work, having a customer-centric approach, you know, having a real appreciation of small budgets and those sorts of things. And if you're all on the same page, uh, the work ends up being, you know, what you'd all love to to benefit from essentially um, number 17 measure key metrics of your marketing monthly so that's like reach video views engagements clicks downloads leads and and leads are also called inquiries or phone calls or or you know walk-ins to your, to your bricks and mortar and sales and then look for opportunities to optimise these. So that's the whole reason why we're measuring these is to understand, well, you know, how, how are we going? 
Um, and if you're not going well, then there's an opportunity to, to optimise. Or even if you are going well, is there still an opportunity to optimise? Number 18, be proactive on LinkedIn. On a weekly basis, reach out to connect with prospective customers, centres of influence and other relevant people in your wider network. Don't just sit back waiting for people to connect with you. Um, the other tip with LinkedIn is don't think that you have to know everybody personally to connect with. And that's certainly not encouraging you to um, accept, you know, the spammers approaches and, and they're becoming more prolific, you know, all the time. Um, but there are ways that you can actually assess people who are reaching out to you um, so that you can actually build up your network of people because I can tell you now I connect with people um, in many different ways um, and exactly in that in that format kind of are these people a, a centre of influence, are they a pr prospective client um, or are these people just good to have in my network, could they be a supplier, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, so really assess even if you don't know them or don't work with them immediately now, could you work with them in the future? Number 19, get your advertising notice by ensuring that your ads stand out and create impact. How will they look or sound different to other ads in your market and how will they make people take notice? So again, you know, if you're looking to advertise in, a, in an industry print magazine or a local paper or, or magazine, it really pays to actually flick through that and look to see what the other ads look like. You know, are they like really crammed with heaps of pictures and words? Are they ugly? Are they boring? Um, you know, how could you actually stand out in that particular publication um, so that your ad really stands, stands out? Uh, number 20, help to spread word of mouth by inspiring and educating your team about your brand and marketing plans. Your team and stakeholders are often your most powerful brand ambassadors. So again, this is really just looking at where are the opportunities? You know, are you actually communicating with your team to let them know what social media campaigns you've got on? You know, are you filming some videos? Are you getting some photos done? Do you have some plans for some exciting campaigns? Are you getting like a brand um, refresh that people might be getting quite excited about? Um, so your, your team and your customers are seriously your biggest ambassadors, and I think they can often be quite overlooked. Number 21, leverage your email database by regularly emailing previous, existing, and even prospective customers. Across so many industries, it's email marketing that generates sales. And did you actually know that in some cases, email has an average return on investment of $38 for each dollar spent? It really is a place to sell. If people have opted into your email database, if they've said yes to receiving your emails, it generally means that they're interested in what you have to sell. Um, and it's also a, a marketing tactic that is vastly overlooked by small businesses. Number 22, increase interest and engagement in your brand by featuring the real people in your business in your marketing content. 
So your business leaders, your teams, your customers, your suppliers, these are the people that make your business unique and interesting. So use them as much as you can. Number 23, engage in conversation with other people and businesses on your chosen social media channels. So this means just replying to comments on your post, comment on other people's posts. Um, you'd actually be quite amazed at just how many people read the comments as fervently as they read the post itself. Plus, all social media channels reward engagement. So we have social media outreach scheduled into our clients and our own social media marketing time. So that's that's a key um, to do in our, in our social media activity is actually outreach going on and um, being social <laughs> on social media and liking other people's content, commenting on other people's content, replying to our own comments. Um, and the and the social media channels love that. Okay, number twenty four, um, help increase your visibility by considering an influencer marketing campaign. So influencers on Instagram generally have an incredibly engaged and loyal following who implicitly trust them and follow their direction. This is also a great way to escalate immediate trust levels in new markets. So this is a little bit like the partnership route, um, except with influencer marketing, you're generally paying them or you're providing them with product, depending on how established they are as an influencer. We ran some influencer marketing campaigns in 2021 um, and they were so successful, so successful in, in helping us achieve what we needed to do in those circumstances. Number 25, alternatively, you could consider a customer ambassador program. So this is different to influencers because you are simply empowering your super fans with the words, the swag and the permission to spread the word about you. So this is the closest you'll pretty much get to word of mouth referrals. Um, so that's always a good one as well. That's really popular with retail brands. Hey, just interrupting this episode to remind you that if you're looking for some marketing inspiration that you can use to create high impact marketing outcomes on a small budget, be sure to head on over to the How To Do Marketing website and download our 50 marketing activities to create high impact marketing on a small budget. It really is quite a simple process. Simply type in howtodomarketing.com.au forward slash 50 things, the word 50, 50 things. Provide your name and email address and it will be sent straight to your inbox for you to download. Now, there are things on this list that you can literally start implementing tomorrow. So while we are all about strategy and thinking things through, we know that there's always an appetite for low-cost, quick wins. Just like point number seven, to increase the number of people seeing your social media content each week, be sure to post when your community are online. We definitely notice a massive difference in reach between content that has been posted at a complete dud time of day versus the content that has been posted at peak user times. This is particularly the case with Instagram. Or take point number 21. 
Leverage your email database by regularly emailing previous existing and even prospective customers. Across so many industries, it's email marketing that generates sales. In fact, did you know that in some cases, email has an average return on investment of $38 for each dollar spent? So that's just two points. This list is abundant with easy to implement marketing ideas for your small business. So what are you waiting for? Head to howtodomarketing.com.au forward slash 50 things and hit the download button, baby. Now let's get stuck back into this episode. Number 26, if you haven't already, use the Facebook ads platform to help increase your reach, engagement, leads and sales. If you are wondering why your Facebook or maybe even Instagram content doesn't seem to be getting you anywhere, this could be the one thing that helps. Number 27, if you are investing in print, radio or TV advertising, increase your chances of driving a return by investing in a consistent presence. Try and run your campaign over the course of 12 months so that your audience has a chance to build up touch points with your ad. So this is exactly what I was saying before. And don't ever assume that one person sees every single ad of yours. Of course they don't. So it's like if you're advertising in a, in a monthly publication over the course of 12 months, well, they might see five of those. Um, flash in the pan campaigns rarely achieve anything. Number 28, Google yourself and your business. What comes up on page one of Google? <laughs> There's a really bad marketing joke, but um, where do they hide all of the dead bodies on Google? On page two. So where is your website and other profiles listed? Because seriously, like when was the last time that you navigated to page two or page three on Google search? Number 29, increase traffic to your website by optimizing your Google business listing. And that you, you do that by just ensuring that you have completed your profile as much as possible. So this will include adding images and descriptions, links back to your website, but also encouraging your customers to leave you reviews there. So there's also an episode just on optimizing your Google business. It's in season three. So if you want to know more about that, just navigate back to that one um, because that is a free resource that, again, a lot of people just completely overlook and it can be very, very powerful. Okay, number 30, create more trust points by encouraging your previous and existing customers to leave you a review on Facebook or Google. Um, if LinkedIn is an important channel for you, you can actually ask for recommendations there as well. Okay, number 31, while we're asking for reviews and feedback, Ask for testimonials from your customers and add these to your website or to your pictures or to any touch point that you can fit them. You can also publish testimonials out via your email marketing or social media field, a we um, feed, sorry. We, um, we often, like for a couple of our professional services, we will, we will put a, and include a testimonial on there 
um, you know, brochures um, or product brochures or even generic brochures. Like seriously, if you can put a testimonial on any of your touch points, it's, it's a really powerful trust point. Number 32, increase your customer's opportunity to engage with your business and the people within your business by hosting events. These are my favourite. <laughs> Information seminars, conferences, networking opportunity, product launches. There are so many reasons to get prospective customers into a room with you. Granted, that hasn't been easy over the last couple of years, Let's hope in 2022 and moving forward, that becomes a lot easier because there's an energy, there's like a palpable energy that you will get when you can actually get in the room with someone, shake their hand, um, you know, read body language. Um, you know, it's, it, it makes such a more uh, impactful impression when you can actually be in the room with, with people. Number 33, increase loyalty and word of mouth with existing customers by sending them a gift of appreciation or inviting them to a special VIP event. This is just literally mainly, um, encouraging you to look after your existing customers. Don't ever take them for granted. Don't ever overlook them. Um, and if you can surprise and delight them at any stage, it never, ever goes unnoticed. Number 34, if you have a big community that you would like to connect with one another, start a Facebook group. These groups are a great way to facilitate conversations between existing customers and prospective customers. Number 35, increase your profile with podcast outreach. So this just really involves identifying some podcasts that your target audience listen to. Then you send a pitch to those podcasts to be featured on their show. So coming from a podcaster I can tell you we are always looking for interesting people to interview and I've got to say I will take an approach uh, from someone who approaches me directly as opposed to using like a podcast agency or some or you know the like um, who are just constantly trying to flog people to us um, if someone actually approaches me directly with an interesting story that they've actually listened to the podcast, they get what it's all about, they get who my listeners are, and they come to me with an interesting story, I'm so thrilled to be able to actually um, interview them. So that's a really good one. The thing to note there is just make sure your, your target audience listens to podcasts. This is a question that I've included on so many customer research surveys this year. Um, and there's some demographics that are all about podcasts and there's some demographics that just don't, don't really listen to them at all. Okay, number 36, improve the performance of your website by conducting an SEO audit. So this will tell you how hard the words and structures and links on your website are working to make your website visible in relevant Google searches. That could also be something that you need to outsource. Number 37, to increase your powers of persuasion, use storytelling as much as you can. The people you're trying to reach and resonate with want to know why you do what you do as well as all about what you do. So they're less likely to be persuaded by facts and more likely to be captivated by your story. Number 38, accelerate people's journey to get to know, like and trust you 
by using as much video as possible in your marketing. I know some of you will be going, no, <laughs> but it is so, 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 so powerful. Um, and there's all sorts of different videos. So you can add a brand video to your website homepage. You can use video in your social media posts and your email marketing um, now, I mean, I think you've been able to do this for ages, but I know Canva's made it really, really easy now. You can you can even send propose, proposal using videos. Um, it's just like people forget that they don't know you. If they see enough of you on video, they seriously forget that they don't know you. It's so powerful. Number 39, increase your chances of success on Instagram by using all of the features. Instagram really loves a diverse mix of functionality being used. So reels, Instagram TV, stories, lives, and newsfeed posts, use them all. And not only does Instagram love that, but you know, different demographics and different people tend to watch more of one or the other. So like for me, I never go to stories. I, I try and post them as much as possible because I know some of my colleagues only go to stories. Um, I generally just look through the newsfeed. I get stopped by the reels, like reels are really powerful. Um, IGTV doesn't seem to be used as much, but I guess that's that's if you've got longer videos than 60 seconds, that's that's kind of what you you do. Um, but I see lots of people using that really successfully as well. Um, so yeah, like and lives, lives are really big as well. So maybe think about how you can mix it up a bit in Instagram if you're looking to create a bit more impact there. What else can you be using that you're not? Number 40, increase your visibility on Instagram by using well-researched hashtags. So something came out last year that Instagram no longer responds to the 30 hashtags. Um, having said that, like I've, I've sat through enough of the digital picnics, um, little lunch and learns and social media um, strategy courses and those sorts of things. And the way that they talk about hashtags being used on Instagram really, really makes sense. And it's quite a, a strategy, I guess, behind making sure you're using those well. But what it comes down to, it's probably not so much about using 30. Instagram is now saying, I think between seven and 11 hashtags is the ideal. But it's kind of making sure that you use the hashtags that you're your target audience are potentially searching or following on Instagram, but your strategy is about making sure that you get within the first nine posts. So say, for example, if I'm using the hashtag, um, hashtag marketing Port Macquarie, because I know that target my target audience might be searching that or following that on, on Instagram, then I kind of want to make sure that my post appears in the top nine of that hashtag search every time that somebody uses that. So if you if you use a hashtag that's like super popular and has like 10 million posts, the chances of you actually ranking on that and people finding you using that are going to be really, really low. 
Um, so the Digital Picnic recommends doing um, kind of geo-based tags as a really effective strategy. So exactly like I've just described, you know, marketing Port Macquarie or small business Port Macquarie. I use regional Australia, you know, hashtag marketing regional Australia or hashtag small business regional Australia. And there's kind of, there's not a lot of activity on that, but it means that I've got far more chance of actually being in the top nine if I'm using that consistently. Um, and then, of course, it's just being relevant. You know, don't use all the the hashtags, all the hashtags that could just, you know, have a glimpse of relevance to your to your product. Use stuff that really sums up what you do and um, you can potentially kind of own that space a bit. Okay. Um, oh, gosh, where are we up to now? Um, Okay, number 41, increase your connections by attending networking events regularly. While face-to-face -face networking events are fabulous, there are so many options these days to attend virtual networking events. And this can introduce you to people from all over the country and even the world. Seriously, it has changed my business just turning up to these virtual networking events. So um, a couple of good ones to go to, particularly if you're a female and if you're a mum in business, is the Mums & Co. Um, that's a great network that Carrie Kwan has founded. She started this about five years ago and it's got some incredible um, business owners in that group and they, they host live virtual um, networking events. And the Business Chicks. So Business Chicks, have well they have like member meetups they'll have new member meetups if you're new and want to just get to know other people who are new um, and sometimes they can just be a little bit less intimidating than turning up to you know those business chicks events that are um, at conference centers and there's like 500 people or a thousand people in the room it's like ah where do I start um, but the virtual events, you know, there might be 10, 20, 30 people online and they're facilitated so that everybody kind of gets a little hello and introduction. And then, you know, you might attend a few of those and then you can go to the big networking events knowing that you might know some people. Number 42, to really increase your connections with industry groups or business networking organisations like the Chamber of Commerce, Volunteer as a committee member. This is a great way to gain additional visibility within that organisation and the perfect excuse for you to introduce yourself to people at their events. So that's exactly what I did with the Australian Marketing Institute. I did it locally with the Hastings Business Women's Network. I also did it with my local Chamber of Commerce. And you just get to leverage the group and the network so much more by volunteering to, to be on that committee. Number 43, use canva.com to create on brand and impactful graphic design images for your social media content. No design skills are necessary and they literally have a template for every type of content piece that you can ever imagine. I don't know what I would do without Canva in my life. I love it. And trust me, I have no graphic design skills at all. Number 44, you can also increase your profile with media outreach. So either find a publicist to help you with this or do it yourself by researching relevant publications and associated journalists or bloggers and sending them interesting media releases. 
Number 45, increase your visibility by sponsoring local events, organisations or sporting teams that align with your brand and the people who you want to notice you. Um, I have I have published episodes on sponsorship. I think there was one in season three. Um, so if you want to know more about that for 2022, head back and um, find that one because that one will give you, uh, well, actually, there's quite a few. There's one where I've interviewed Alistair Flower and another one where I've interviewed Simon Graham um, all about how you can really leverage sponsorships. Number 46, increase retention of existing and previous customers by sending a regular customer survey. Use this as an opportunity to gain insight into current perceptions of your business, as well as finding out more information about your customers. Number 47, position your business as experts by writing a regular blog about your expertise or publishing regular videos via YouTube. So you can host these on your website, which is excellent for SEO, and you can share them out via your social media channels. You can share them out via your email marketing. Um, they're really an excellent way as positioning yourself as a thought leader and demonstrating your levels of expertise. Number 48, to help increase your referrals, reach out to your centre of influencers. So how can you help to refer business to one another um, in the future. So for example, um, we worked with a financial planner and their centre of influences were accountants because generally their clients had been working with an accountant for many, many years. They had deep levels of trust for their accountants. And when they built up enough wealth, it it, it, it reached a time where they actually needed to get some financial planning advice as well as accounting advice. So accountants would refer people to financial planners. So it made complete sense for financial planners to have really good relationships with accountants so that they could make that referral process easy. Okay, number 49, almost there. Increase awareness of your business and position your business as experts by applying for industry and business awards. This is something that we do all the time and it works extremely effectively. It's also something that I think I included in most marketing plans that I did in 2021. Number 50, the last one. Have fun with your marketing. This is an opportunity to proudly show the world who you are and what your business is all about. So embrace it, experiment, be curious about what works and what doesn't and enjoy the ride. Things are so much easier to do if you're actually having fun doing them. And that's the 50 things. It's a huge list. And so, as I said, please go to the show notes and download the list so that you can actually print it out or save it on your computer. And when you're going through what you can be doing for your marketing this year, you can literally use it as a checklist, as is this something that we're already doing? Could we be doing it better? Um, and so that you put yourself in a really good position for 2022. I hope you found this helpful and I wish you 
much fun with your marketing. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. And remember, if you want a list of 50 high impact marketing activities that you can easily implement on a small budget, head to howtodomarketing.com.au forward slash 50 things. And until next time, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 